think about this for a moment. We're saying that you could come from anywhere on the globe, come to New York City, and we ought to food, house, clothe you for as long as you want, forever. <laughs> that's, not, that's not realistic, it's not sustainable. Yeah. And that is what we're seeing now. That needs to be re-examined. Clearly a racist, another example of racist racism from the racist in New York. Oh, sure, I can't just come here and live off of you guys for the rest of my miserable criminal life. Racist. Of course, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York. We got some kind of political leaders out there, don't we? From New York City to Chicago to Washington, D.C., to New Mexico, where the Second Amendment has been suspended by fiat because the Democrat governor there has her head wedged very deeply into a dark and remote location from which there may be no return, no recovery. Well, good Monday morning to you, and um, today is, of course, September 11th. It's uh, September 11th, 2023, and and uh, that means it's the 22nd anniversary of the attacks on the United States of America, which a great many people in our listening audience have uh, some familiarity with. Uh, some are more familiar than others. And, uh, and Joe Biden, apparently unfamiliar, entirely unfamiliar. But he is sending Kamala to New York. Kamala is going to New York. And not a doctor, Jill Biden, will lay a wreath at the uh, Pentagon. But Joe Biden is going to be many time zones away. Uh, while the the commemoration ceremonies are ongoing in New York and Shanksville, Pennsylvania, and at the Pentagon in Arlington, Virginia, and um, Joe Biden, boy, what a uh, what a person! And I have uh, I have a family member, a September 11th family member, some audio I want to share with you with his thoughts on Joe Biden's decision to uh, hang out with the commies in Hanoi until it was too late to make it back to the United States in time for. September 11th commemoration ceremonies in in uh, New York uh, and or in Washington and or in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. But your uh, your Democrat Party, boy, they've got uh, they've got a lot of splaining to do. Of course, uh, lucky for them, they don't have to splain because our news media is so completely in the tank. What with the merger of state and corporate power that we have ongoing in the United States of America, so it is uh, September 11th. And um, one of the things that, uh, that we do on September 11th is, is we wish my sister-in-law a happy birthday. My sister-in-law, Tracy, her birthday, not, uh, not the perfect birthday to have. I have another former sister-in-law uh, whose birthday is also September 11th. Uh, for a period of time, then they got divorced, so she's an ex-sister-in-law. But uh, for a great period of time, and, and uh, during the 9-11 attacks, I had two sisters-in-law whose birthday uh, was September 11th. Now one current, one former sister-in-law birthday is September 11th. Kind of a uh, an inconvenient, an inconvenient thing. But we will get into uh, we'll get into some of that. And Joe Biden, once again, just I, I got to tell you, did you see him in Hanoi in Vietnam? You uh, you've probably seen bits of it. We've got uh, we got a bunch of Joe Biden in Hanoi, which is where. The commies are. I prefer Saigon myself. Saigon is much cooler uh, than Hanoi. Although I've met a lot of lefties in Washington, D.C. that think Hanoi is really great because it's grim and communistic. Saigon, uh, bright and alive.
and they call it Saigon. The commies call it Ho Chi Minh City, and so do a lot of, you know, lefties in the United States. I call it Saigon. And when you go to Saigon, the signs all over the place uh, have, you know, the Saigon Gourmet and the Saigon Cleaners and the Saigon this, because they still prefer Saigon for the most part there. But the commies, you know how they are. So we've got, uh, we've got that. And um, Joe Biden, he, uh, he got so much, he was so confused. He said, did he, he's kind of said he wants China to succeed, right? Communist China. He wants communist China to succeed and to prosper because they want to destroy the world and gobble it up with totalitarianism. And, and Chairman Mao, you know, in Maoist communist China, they just, uh, they've murdered 50 million to 75 million of their own people. Hey, what could go wrong if they became the dominant force on the planet Earth in the 21st century? Surely uh, wouldn't be an issue there. But Joe Biden had the, I guess it was cringe, right? It was cringe on Pierre, who in the middle of Joe Biden pretending to hold a press conference and sounding like a doddering idiot, uh, cringe had to jump in and just cut it off, just end it. Just that, that's that. Uh, speaking of which, we've got another example of a Republican speaking at a, a public forum and the Democrats cutting off the mic on him because he was talking about something that they didn't want to hear about. Um, and they don't believe in your First Amendment rights because they're the left. They're not liberals. They're the left. You know, liberals, Democrats, are on the side of the United States of America. Leftists are not. Leftists are here to destroy the United States of America. And the leftists have really done a heck of a job taking over the Democrat Party and so much of the media and beyond. Uh, but we'll get into that. Joe Biden uh, was cut off by cringe because he was rambling and babbling and he was incoherent. And and he said, oh, oh, I'm real sleepy now. I've got to go to bed. And then he is uh, like, He's like Abe Simpson, honestly. He's an embarrassment to Western civilization, and anybody that is paying attention knows it. In fact, there is a story out today in The Hill, a, uh, a, a newspaper in Washington, D.C., and they talked to a bunch of Democrats on Capitol Hill, elected Democrats, uh, most of whom wanted to remain anonymous. And uh, the Democrats, the elected Democrats on Capitol Hill are saying, boy, I don't know if he's our guy. Uh, I'm here to tell you he's not your guy. It's time for Joe Biden to step down. It's time for Joe Biden to be moved aside, for the party to move Joe Biden aside. It's past time. And he proved it in Hanoi. I'll play, uh, I'll play audio for you because, you know, not only is he sleepy and he wants uh, uh, China to succeed, uh, which is not really a good idea. He doesn't want to control China. He doesn't want, he doesn't want to hurt China. He doesn't want to contain China. Um, he just wants them to succeed, which means, you know, the end of life on earth as we know it. Uh, and then he said, oh, it's bedtime and I've got to go wandering off. It is so good to be a Democrat because if he were not a Democrat, if he were, for example, a Republican, the news media would be crucifying this guy and the entire Republican Party for putting up with this nutcase, this uh, honestly He's gone. He's over. His brain is gone. And it's a sad thing. He never should have run in the first place. His wife, not a doctor, Jill, should have stopped him from running for the presidency in the first place. He should be enjoying, you know, uh, uh, one of their many waterfront homes. They're not as nice as the Obama's many waterfront homes, but uh, but they're uh, they're very nice. Millions of dollars and, and, you know, on a government salary, it's pretty good. And there's nothing to see here. So I don't even talk about that. But pretty amazing stuff. So I've got that for you. And Kamala. 
Kamala was on Face the Nation yesterday with a very, very friendly interviewer. Gosh, wasn't it nice? Wasn't, wasn't the interview friendly and nice? It was, uh, it was great. And um, uh, gosh, what about abortion? And Kamala didn't know how to answer the question. She, uh, and then one of the, 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 I thought the, the question from the, the so-called reporter, the anchor woman at CBS hosting Face the Nation on behalf of the Democrat Party, the question was as, as noteworthy as the answer or non-answer from Kamala. When the CBS anchor asked, what are, you, are you ready for the, the Trump threat, that, um, the Trump threat, the threat that Trump poses uh, to you know, the United States and the world, not Joe Biden, but Donald Trump. It's kind of not, not Kamala Harris herself who's being asked the question. But why do you hear the question from the CBS fake news uh, reporter woman who's paid lots of money to pose as a journalist and then she fluffs the Democrat Party all day long? Just amazing stuff. So, and also Governor Glenn Youngkin, the Republican in the Commonwealth of Virginia, has uh, issued a full pardon to a, uh, an American man, Scott Smith, who's a normal person. And his daughter was sexually assaulted by what uh, the Democrats call a transgender. That's a uh, young man who was pretending to be a woman. And the Democrats play along because mental illness is their bag baby. And uh, Governor Youngkin did the right thing, and he pardoned Scott Smith. because He's the guy that was attacked at the school board meeting when he expressed his uh, discomfort with the fact that his young teenage daughter was sexually assaulted by a person, a young man that the Democrats call a woman because they're mental and they have no handle on science or anything else. But Scott Smith um, pardoned, and that's good, and he's, uh, he's out speaking in public as well. So we got that for you. We got uh, lots of Lots of amazing stuff for you. Joe Biden has a new Super Bowl ad. Oh, they, they, well, you know, it's not a Super Bowl. It's an NFL ad. And, uh, and in this ad, they say, oh, yeah, Joe Biden's economy is so great. We're going to have twice as many great jobs next month. Isn't that what they said next month? As we have today. They're talking about one company. But it makes it sound like the whole country, the whole world. Uh, pretty amazing, amazing stuff. Yes, sir. So we got, uh, we got a lot of it going on. And... Uh, environmentalism at grocery stores. You know, they charge us for those, the plastic bags, the grocery bags, five cents. I've got a little something I want to say about that today, too. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff. Democrats express frustration with Biden's moribund poll numbers, the Hill reports. Oh, and Joe Biden also whipped out um, lion dog face pony soldiers again uh, in Hanoi because, and, and he was in the middle of uh, talking and Cringe pulled the plug on the thing because she recognized he was about to fall down a flight of stairs and there wasn't even a flight of stairs around. But uh, lion dog face pony soldiers because climate change, climate change, which is a bigger threat to humanity than nuclear Armageddon, the nuclear apocalypse, because Joe Biden um, is a lion dog face pony soldier and, and he's a very, very limited mental capacity, intellectual capacity, a uh, bigger threat. Uh, climate change, amazing stuff. Um, and then he had to go to bed because wah, 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 amazing, amazing stuff. Just, uh, just great. Also, crime in Chicago because Democrats love crime. Their mayors, their governors, their, their, all Democrats love more crime. They want more people to be victims of crime. They can't explain why. 
In fact, I lie about it is pretty much what they do. But lots and lots of crime and uh, more shocking crimes. Also because of Democrats, uh, Nike, you know, they make uh, gym shoes. I think they use slave labor in China, don't they, for, for that? And then LeBron James collects the paychecks because slavery is good when it puts money in your pockets. And it's today and not centuries ago. Otherwise, you know, if it were centuries ago, he'd be against it. But today, if it puts money in his pocket, you know, then it's pretty good. He's got to put a new master bedroom on his uh, palatial home, I think. Nike permanently closes their iconic flagship store in Portland, Oregon, because of the massive crime wave in Portland, Oregon, perpetrated by Democrats in every instance. Uh, The store is on Martin Luther King Boulevard. See Chris Rock. See Chris Rock about this. Nike closing its landmark iconic flagship store in Portland, Oregon, on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard because the Democrats rob the place blind every time the doors are open. And now the store has said, well, we can't. can't." They tried to cut a deal with the left-wing mayor there to provide security for the neighborhood. And he said, you know, go um, um, do something to yourself. And he didn't do it, so there's no security. So Nike announced they're permanently closing this flagship store because of theft and safety issues for their employees. Their employees don't want to be murdered by Democrats and robbed and have their cars stolen and their windows broken and everything stolen from them. So uh, this is what the Democrats have done to Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon, which uh, used to be, you know, Portlandia. And it was all funny and, uh, you know, keep Portland weird. And they were keeping it hip and as, and as fun. And everybody was cool and smoked dope and stuff. And uh, now it's imploding on itself like San Francisco and, and so many other places. So many other places. Also, you see the detransition the young woman who Democrats convinced she was a young man and she had uh, uh, surgery because of Democrats that mutilated her. And uh, then she decided, wait a minute, I'm really a girl. And now she is, uh, you know, she's speaking up. Her name is Chloe Cole. I played audio of her uh, on the show before. And she's great. But now uh, Instagram is wagging their finger at her and threatening her, saying that, that identifying as a former trans kid is violent, and therefore, you know, violent, violent speech must be banned. So the fascists are here, ladies and gentlemen, and they call themselves liberals, but they're not. Uh, also, you see the Democrat mayor of Burbank being spanked by a transgender lunatic, a man dressed as for the kids. It's always for the kids as the left-wing Democrat governor in New Mexico suspends the Second Amendment. Amazing stuff. New York, mayhem, and Liberty Safes. Liberty Safes. We've got a story about that, too. We are at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Yes, and 9-11. You know, Bill Clinton and the Clinton administration had the opportunity at least once, perhaps more than once, to kill bin Laden long before September 11th, and they didn't. And as National Security Advisor Sandy Bergler stole all the classified documents about that and destroyed them, stuffed them in his underwear, stole them from the National Archives and destroyed them, and uh, never a price to pay because, you know, Democrats and corruption like carrots and peas. All right, let's go to, uh, let's go to the telephones, Michael. On this September 11th, let's go to Mike calling from Gainesville, Virginia. Michael, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Well, good morning, Chris Plant. Good hey, to talk to you. Hey, Mike. Welcome. You know, uh, Jet Lag Joe is over there in Alaska, <laughs> probably still in a fart sack, sleeping this off. It's a 6.30 or something their time. When do you think we'll first hear from Joe Biden on 9-11 today? Uh, you know, whenever we do hear from him, CNN is going to tell us how great it is and what a brilliant man he is and how great Bidenomics is working and China really needs to rise unencumbered by us. Um, when will we, you know, uh, Alaska is four hours behind East Coast time and um, where he is going to stop at Elmendorf, the, the Air Force Base, and, um, and he's going to make some kind of remarks if he's awake, as you pointed out. And did you see yesterday, Mike, he's using the belly stairs for Air Force One still because the big staircase is too much for him? They've taken that away. You notice that? He seems content to go up the small stairs, yes. It's, it's okay with him. But, uh, yeah, I don't think we'll hear from Joe before, like, one thirty, two o'clock our time. But uh, he's sleeping through this whole thing this morning while Kamala's in New York. It's just yeah. it's a strange thing just to imagine the President of the United States is is not even paying attention to what's going on this morning. And he was hanging out with the commies in Hanoi in Vietnam, uh, trying to massage them and making a complete fool of himself. I have a bunch of audio from his Hanoi, supposed to be a press conference, and he explained, why well, I'm only supposed to take five questions, and then I'm sleepy, I have to go. I mean, he is a satire of himself. And let me just say it, I was... You know, at least among the first to say, I don't think he's going to be their candidate next year, uh, months ago. Now I'm going to dial that up. It's time for him to go. It is past time for him to go. Joe Biden must go. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Yeah, it is important for the um, for the record, for the historical record, and and fairness for the political record 
It's important to keep in mind that uh, the before September 11th and uh, Al Qaeda, I um, I was working for uh, what was then more or less a news organization called CNN. I was assigned to the Pentagon um, on September 11th, 2001. It was where my office was and where I went to work every day, and um, for about 10 years. And on that uh, on that day. When I saw the first plane hit the first tower in New York, and then the second plane hit the uh, second tower, I knew immediately. And I knew, you know, first plane. Wow, that's a fluke. That's weird. A crystal clear sky and beautiful day. Uh, what's going on with that? Second plane hit, and uh, and and honestly, after the first plane hit, started having a discussion with my my uh, compatriot at the Pentagon for CNN, Jamie McIntyre. Called him on his phone is driving in in his convertible with his top town listening to country music and uh, said, hey, a plane just hit the uh, one of the towers at the World Trade Center, huh? And we said, well, it could be, could be Al-Qaeda, might be Al-Qaeda, kind of hard to tell. And uh, he said, well, uh, you know, call me back if anything else happens. A few minutes later, naturally, I called him back because something else had happened. A second plane had hit the second tower. And at that moment... Uh, it was clear and certain and obvious that it was Al-Qaeda and radical Islam uh, rising. And and we were already very much up to speed on Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda at that point uh, because we covered, covered it, the military and the intelligence community, uh, for CNN. And we've been briefed up at CIA on, on bin Laden and, and Al-Qaeda and uh, their desires, their wants, their habits, and the many deeds that they had already perpetrated. Um, and so uh, for a lot of people, a great many people, the, uh, it was shocking but not surprising. The, uh, the attacks of September 11th, 2001 were uh, something that we had kind of seen coming. They were in the pipeline, and then it happened. Right? Uh, and, and we agreed, Jimmy McIntyre and myself, this was the beginning of the war that would last for the rest of our lifetimes. Um, and perhaps that will not be the... Nah, scratch that. That's definitely ongoing for the rest of our lifetimes. Because the battle is radical Islam. It's not just Al-Qaeda or ISIS. It's much more than that. It's much bigger than that. Uh, the Ayatollahs, the, the spinning centrifuges and enriching uranium in Iran, thanks to Barack Obama and Joe Biden, and Boltneck John Kerry, who negotiated that horrible, horrible deal with the uh, the Iranians, and and so this will be going on for the rest of our lifetimes in some form or another. And if another giant attack took place tomorrow, uh, again we we shouldn't be shocked. In fact, ISIS is rising in Afghanistan, which Joe Biden left to the Taliban and uh, their supporters of the bad guys. And Joe Biden is a numbskull and a dimwit. But, but I just want to remind for the historical record that the 9-11 Commission, which uh, studied the roots and, and the failings of the government and so on, they found that a um, Jamie Gorelick, who was, who was the uh, deputy attorney general at the, at the Clinton Justice Department, right? and Jamie Gorelick, decided it would be a really good idea to build a wall between FBI intelligence gathering and the CIA, NSA, the, the international intelligence gathering, 
And as Deputy Attorney General in the Clinton administration, she had lots of power. And she wrote a key Justice Department memo, the 9-11 Commission, found in 1995, which, according to the 9-11 Commission report, uh, built a wall. That's the word they used. They built, uh, Jamie Gorelick and the Clinton administration, the Clinton Justice Department, built a wall between FBI and CIA so they couldn't communicate with each other. And... Uh, on matters of terrorism, international terrorism in the United States. And what the investigators found was that had this wall not been built by Jamie Gorelick, I like to say her name, by Jamie Gorelick in the Bill Clinton Justice Department, then the FBI and the CIA collaborating in all probability would have been on to the 20 terrorists that came into the country, counting Zacharias Musawi. And, uh, and disrupted the plot, and it never would have happened, and we never would have gone to war in Afghanistan and Iraq. So we have Jamie Gorelick to thank for that. And, and if you're looking for Jamie Gorelick, the last thing I found was that uh, she was teaching at Harvard. I don't know if she is anymore, uh, truth be told, but, but maybe she probably is, because that's what you get when you're a Democrat and you screw up so massively that you literally change the trajectory of human history very much for the worse. But there is a, a story from 2021, September, Jamie Gorelick, class of 75, naturally, at uh, Harvard. Uh, the need for both vigilance and imagination remains high. And there she is. There's an article in the, the uh, Harvard Today. They've got a magazine. And uh, 9-11 commissioners says engaged citizenry, united in its efforts, will make this country safer. Well, not if people like you are in charge. So we got that. And uh, Jamie Gorelick has that to go to sleep with every night. Uh, I, uh, I'm i glad, uh, you know, I mean, and we can all be glad that we don't have that uh, when you lay your head down on the pillow at night. Gosh, if I only hadn't written that memo, we wouldn't be uh, noting the anniversary of the September 11th attacks. Were it not for Jamie Gorelick, because she decided that it'd be a really great idea Janet Reno was the attorney general, right? And uh, remember, she crawled up to, uh, uh, you know, the Branch Davidians in Texas with a can of gas and a Zippo lighter, set that place on fire, Janet Reno. And um, mm, 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 mm. and Harvard Law School, what a, uh, hey, let's have Jamie Gorelick come in to talk about September 11th. Well, only if she's going to take responsibility for what she did. So that's, and it's the, that's the Clinton administration. And a friend of mine who is an active duty military officer actually texted me this morning saying on uh, 9-11, can't help but recall that Bill Clinton had the opportunity to take out UBL, Osama bin Laden, two years earlier and decided not to. And then when that was discovered, um, his national security advisor after the fact, Sandy Burglar, his name was Sandy Berger, but he became known as Sandy Burglar after he went to the National Archives, grabbed all of the um, one-of-a-kind, unique, classified documents laying out the fact that they had the opportunity to kill bin Laden and chose not to, and Sandy Burglar was right there in the chain of command. He's no longer with us. And the decision was made to not take out Osama bin Laden uh, by the most senior members of the Clinton administration, and so he lived to carry out the September 11th attacks. And you know, I like to point out, because it's true, that the president of the Confederacy in the Civil War, Jefferson Davis, was a Democrat. 
and the president of the union was Abraham Lincoln, who was then shot in the head and killed by a Democrat uh, shortly after the war. And uh, the first Republican president in our history shot and killed by a Democrat. Surprise, surprise. But uh, Democrat uh, uh, President Jefferson Davis of the Confederate States of America, Civil War. Progressive Democrat Woodrow Wilson got us into World War I. He was a racist, segregationist Democrat, got us into World War I. Uh, FDR presided over our entry into World War II. Harry Truman, Democrat, Harry Progressive. Harry Truman uh, presided over our entry into the Korean War, and then John F. Kennedy and LBJ presided over our entry into the Vietnam War, and uh, Richard Nixon got us out. Ask any college student today, they'll tell you that Vietnam is Richard Nixon's war. Right, right? Because propaganda is king. And uh, that's amazing stuff. And then, uh, were it not for Jamie Gorelick and Bill Clinton and Janet Reno doing really stupid things, it's quite likely that September 11th would have never happened and we would not have had to go to war in Afghanistan and, and then that leading to Iraq and, and the global war on terror, the global war on terror, you know. Again, I was working in the Pentagon at that time and uh, was I had just arriving at work in the north parking lot of the Pentagon when the plane hit the, uh, the west front of the Pentagon and I got on my cell phone. I didn't see the airplane, unfortunately, just the explosion and uh, the fireball rising and so on. But I got on my Motorola flip phone and called into the CNN bureau and went on the air um, and uh, reported that, you know, an incident had occurred at the Pentagon. Uh, and that's where even Donald Rumsfeld, who was in the Pentagon, uh, got word of it from me reporting from outside the Pentagon in my Lincoln town car uh, with my mm, gray Motorola flip phone. Remember those? And um, so uh, we'll get into we'll get into some of that. But um, you know the I was remembering yesterday. Actually, believe it or not, 60 Minutes last night on CBS had a really good one-hour show on the firefighters of New York City. Responded that that responded to the uh, the attacks on the World Trade Center, and it was. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't normally recommend, but it was uh, very good. It was, it was done by producers. Scott Pelley hosted it and read what was put in front of him. But the producers that put together this one hour on the fire department of New York and their response to September 11th was a great hour of, uh, of history and, um, and television. Very well done. So I want to say that. But in the, uh, in the Pentagon, which, uh, you know, was hit on September 11th too, the, um, the response started ramping up very, very quickly. You may recall the cavalry charge in Afghanistan weeks later, and um, we had special operators and CIA in Afghanistan in no time at all going after, going after the bad guys, and it took quite some time to get bin Laden, but nevertheless, um, I, just, I was remembering that you go into offices and sit down with people and talk in the Pentagon, and they have their, you know, their top-secret cover sheets on their on their folders top secret and 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 up and everybody used a sharpie to write uh, WTC response black sharpies generally to write WTC response it was the World Trade Center response it wasn't called the 9/11 response or the Pentagon response it was called the World Trade Center response um, you know at the Pentagon there was there was a sense well at least the Pentagon is a military target 
the plane that they crashed into the Pentagon was not a military target, but you know, you're dealing with murderous troglodytes from hell that slithered out of cracks on the earth uh, to destroy the world. But um, yeah, the WTC response written on on all the the classified cover sheets, the top secret cover sheets and stuff. I remember that, and it was interesting. You know, we were back at work in the Pentagon the next day, and it was still burning. The building was still burning for days, uh, but we were all back at work, uh, almost everybody, not everybody. Uh, and, um, you know, and then the response started ramping up immediately, immediately. It was, it was a fascinating uh, time, an interesting time, that's for sure. That's a for sure. And I, uh, I don't, we may play a little of me today from that day, and uh, we may not. We'll see. Uh, let's go to, uh, you know, we got uh, Lunch Bucket Joe. I guess Lunch Bucket Joe, I think he's in the air right now aboard Air Force One, headed to Alaska because 9-11 is not really a thing with uh, the Democrats and the Biden White House. And, and Joe Biden honestly made such a buffoon of himself while in Hanoi, Vietnam, that I think there ought to be calls for him to step down. And there are some Democrats speaking anonymously to the newspaper The Hill on Capitol Hill, elected Democrats, saying maybe maybe he's not the right guy. And let me get out in front of that and say it is time for him to go. And then the Democrats are terrified because they're stuck with Kamala. Um, and we'll get into some of her today, too, with some of her some of her nuggets of genius from Face the Nation yesterday. All right, let's go to, uh, let's go back to the telephones, Michael. Let's go to Jeff calling from Hagerstown, Maryland. Jeffrey, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Uh, thanks for taking my call, Chris, and uh, happy Patriots Day to everybody. My calendar told me that this morning, 9-11 is Patriots Day. So happy Patriots Day. Thank you. Um you're welcome. Um, okay, so Joe Biden wouldn't—he would not have a clue if he was given one. I mean, this is no news flash that his handlers, hey Joe, we're going to take a plane ride, and Easter Bunny gets on board. They stack with Mapo and gummy bears, and off they go, and they land somewhere. Okay, Joe, this is what you're going to say. And it continues on. I doubt it. I doubt if he even knows that he's in Alaska today. I, um, uh, Mapo. I like that. I haven't heard a Mapo reference in, <laughs> in, a, in a long time. But uh, listen, you're, you're right, of course. And uh, I, I think I might be able to predict your answer. But I think it's time that he's stepped down as president. What say you? Well, well, if he's if he's <laughs> if he's told that by someone, his response would be, "I'm president." So anyway, yeah, that, that, uh, that's about it. Well, <laughs> when do you hear this audio? I'm gonna I'm gonna save it for after the top of the hour. Uh, the audio of Joe Biden from Hanoi in uh, Vietnam, and this ought to convince everyone that it's time for him to step aside, time for him to step down. I think the Democrats have been looking for an excuse, and uh, he may have just provided them that excuse. And if we had a news media, they'd be speaking up too. Unfortunately, we don't. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, I see, I'm just following my orders here.
Okay. Um, let's grab one more phone call on this 22nd anniversary of the attacks of September 11th, 2001. Let's go to Brent calling from Rockville, Maryland. Brent, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Um, hi, Chris. Thank you. Um, uh, that guy said it was a happy Patriot's Day. I'm not quite sure I'm going to go along with that. Yeah. Um, my comment to your screener was just that um, I get a little emotional when I talk about this. Sorry. Um, I was supposed to be on the flight 93 on 9-11. I have a $100 change fare fee from United. I went back on 9-6 uh, because my kid went back to school at that time. And I'm sitting in first class because I flew that much. I was running a software company out there in San Ramon. And three of these yahoos um, got on the plane, and the hair in the back of my neck stood up. And I couldn't understand why. And I looked at these guys, and they were they had what I call a 10-mile death stare. And they went back, and they sat in the first row of coach and... Um, and didn't talk, didn't drink water, didn't say anything. They just sat there, and I was just so, you know, taken by that. Anyway, so the flight, we sat for 45 minutes. That flight sat for 45 minutes on 9-6, and it sat for 45 minutes on 9-11 and didn't take off. And that's why they knew they were getting information from their loved ones, that they knew that something was going on with with the World Trade Center. Yeah. I'm 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 sorry to have to say I'm starting to run out of time on you, but I I just wanted to let you know. And I just looked up at the clock. You got about a minute, but uh, uh, please continue. No, so just you know, you get off, you know, the flight lands, you get off, you don't think of it, and then on on nine eleven, uh, my wife calls me up at you know six o'clock in the morning, which is fifteen minutes after the first flight went into the North I guess North Tower, and screaming at at me saying the sons of bitches are doing it. And I turned on the TV set and I saw it at the tower. And then I really got uh, got sick. Anyway, that's it. Well, that's, uh, that's a lot. Uh, that's a lot. And um, you believe you spotted these people scouting, and we did find out later on that they had been scouting and what flights they were on and so on. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.